the week's Pasha. <coughs> we learned the Torah says, Hinei, I'm with you and I'm going to watch you whenever you're going to go. This is an incredible, incredible, powerful bocha. I am with you. You're not alone. The big, on the biggest pain and fear in life is we're alone. Sometimes you feel we're all alone, going through horrible pain, and no one cares, and no one is there for us. Shema says, Hinei imach, I am there with you. I'm going to watch you wherever you're going to go. And it's, it's, it's incredible if you think about it. And it's the most, imagine, I imagine if I would have heard those words from Hashem, I would have a life, I couldn't stop smiling and being happy. Imagine, Hashem, Imach Ishmartichu, he's watching you. He's watching you. He doesn't, he doesn't fall asleep. Your spouse could fall asleep. Your spouse could ignore you. Your spouse could one day uh, not be here and be gone. Hashem says, Hinei Unoichi Imach, I am with you, the Almighty, Ishmartichu. I'm going to watch you. It's one of the most powerful, powerful bruches anyone can imagine. And what's interesting is the, the Mephoshim say a very, very profound thing about this. They say that really from here started the watch of Hashem, of Klal Yisrael. That means, that, that, because the question really means he doesn't watch me, he only watches him. When he watched Yaakovini, from this point on began the Hashgocha Proteus that Hashem watches of, of, of every person. That means there's such a concept as, you know, when Hashem doesn't watch everything, you know. There's a big, a big disagreement in the Chassidim, but the Ramam understood that the animals, yes, <coughs> not a special Hashgocha uh, on that. Here, Hashem says, I'm going to start from now on. Every Jewish person is going to be watched. So, now I have a question. If Hashem is watching you and he gives you this great blessing, Yankov Avini wakes up in the morning and he's frightened. He gets frightened. And he says, if Hashem is going to fulfill his fulfillment, he's going to then, I'll build the Mizbeach, and I'll give Maisa. But Yaakovini was quite nervous. Why was he nervous? I, you know, I imagine, if I ever heard such words, any one of us, we would have been so happy. The reason Yaakov was so nervous, for a very simple reason. You know, Yaakov thought to himself, you didn't promise this to my grandfather, did you? You didn't tell it to my father, Yitzchok. Why me? Whoa, I have a rough trip. I always give this with a marshal. A guy goes to the doctor, and doc, you know, he says things bother him. Okay, we'll make a bunch of tests. Doctor makes a huge amount of tests. 
brings him into the room, closes the door, looks at him, and he tells him, don't worry, I'll take care of you. Your kishkas fall out. I thought he'll tell me there's nothing to worry about. Don't worry, I'll take care of you. Boy, do I need him in trouble now. I need to be taken care of. And if your doctor was said, everything is okay, there's nothing, it's great. Yaakovini said, Hashem says, I'm going to watch you. Boy, do I have a rough road ahead. Now, you know, the question really is, if Hashem promised them, we would have thought, from now on, Yaakovini should hit the jackpot. Everything should go great. He comes to the, to the thing, marries his wife, boom. He makes his millions overnight, moves back. Everything should go so smooth. I, I, God is with you. What can you, what? I'm with you, I'm watching you. We would have thought, I for sure would have thought to myself, Hashem tells it to me, my life, every move will be hitting the jackpot. So let's just take the first step. Yaakovini comes and he wants to get married. So, in Lovan takes advantage. Let me explain the Medrash. Lovan realized that since Yaakov is here, there's a lot of water. The water table went up, and there's a lot of water. So he was trying to make sure Yaakov stays there for a while. He didn't want Yaakov to take his wife. Like Eliezer says, if can move out of town. So he came up with an idea. It doesn't say exactly in the Medrash, but he knew that Yaakov wants to marry Rochel. You want Rochel? Seven years of labor. I know all women are worth it working seven years, but I didn't know anyone who did it. Imagine your husband's going to be working seven years just to have the right to marry you. Every lady would feel like a million dollars or maybe a billion dollars. I mean, he worked seven years to get me. I mean, I'm so important in his eyes. I don't think an average guy would tell him, you want to get married to her? Seven years of labor. He says, you know what? There's others. You know what I mean? So here... He, he, seven years. What happened in Ochimoch? In our mind, it should have gone. The Shidduch should have gone. They met, got married, started a family, happily ever after. Seven years till he got hold of her. To make things even more interesting, the famous wedding. And Lovan again wanted to play a huge trick on Yaakov. He wanted him to stay around longer. So he, at the wedding, he played this, and what happened? Instead of being rojo, it turned out Leia. You know, I always say, when I was young as a Shiva boy, young Shiva bocher, or even younger, cheder, it sounded very romantic. You know, he had, they played a trick on him, he had two wives, and he, but in reality, you get a little older. I remember that already. I got older. It was the most humiliating thing in the world you could imagine. You're working seven years. You wake up, and it's not your wife. It's like a bad dream. It's a horror. You know, it sounds you know cute, but in reality, imagine you wake up in the morning. This is not the wife. And even better, you know what happened? The whole t- it was a laughing stock in town. And we're laughing at him. We pulled the wool over your eyes. Now, you know what happened? Hashem said, I'm with you. Hinei unoichi imach. Ishmartichu 
What happened to that? I don't think it happens to too many people to wake up in the morning, it's not their wife. You know, the first day in the morning, you wake up and you look at her and it's not her, it's a sister. What happened? Hashem says, Sort of the guard fell asleep. The, the shomer was supposed to make sure it didn't happen. So even more interesting, what's, in, what's more amazing is that the management, I want to just explain this, lots of people don't understand this. What happened was, he wakes up in the morning and, and he wants to kick out the layer. That's not his wife. Yeah, it didn't work for her. He was going to kick her out. I would say over cute Madrish. The Madrish is a very, very interesting Madrish. The Madrish says, he wakes up in the morning and Yaakov is fuming and he tells Leah, you lied. I asked you if you're Rochel. You said you're Rochel. You're a liar. So she says, every Talmud has a great teacher. Your father asked you if you're Esav, you're Esav, you're Esav, then I could be Rochel. Imagine, that's how the Sheva Brochet started. Imagine. First morning, this is the Sheva Brochet started, and then, you know, and then you don't argue after you married or what? In the morning of the Sheva Brochet. Anyway, so the Medrash really says, Yaakov Avini wanted to get rid of her. And he didn't have to work on the same. That was not an agreement. Why didn't he do it? He realized that she became pregnant. The mother of my child, I cannot throw away. Can't throw it away? Now, Yaakov was in a terrible bind. He, didn't, he wasn't looking for this. And Yaakov, when he does something, he does something right. I would have thought he would have put Leia in the back room. Okay, listen, you, you cheated me. You pulled the wool over my eyes. I'm not going to throw you away. Your mother of the babe, my child, will make you a back house. Back house, you know. Didn't do that. He treated her like a wife. Now, what, you know, how did Yaakov make sense of this? Hashem says, Hinei I'm going to watch you. See, this is what we have to learn from Yaakov Avini. When Hashem says, I'm with you, I'm taking care of you, it doesn't mean we're going to hit the jackpot every time. In our eyes, that should have meant that Yaakov Avini should have gone smooth, and his whole life should go smooth. And, and when then he does business with his father-in-law, his father-in-law tries to trick him a hundred times. You know, Rashi brings down, he tried to cheat him, change the contract one hundred times. And to make things worse, he tried to kill him. Imagine your own father-in-law wants to kill you. There is such father-in-laws, they want to kill you. And the grandchildren too. So Hashem says, So the truth is, that what, what we have to learn in life is that the Rabbani Shlomo tests us. There's a, in, 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 in Kabbalah, there's a whole deep explanation why Yankov had to go through seven troubles in life, seven disasters he went through. We learned the parashas, one after another this week, it's Esau, and then his, his only daughter gets raped, kidnapped. It's horrific. I mean, and then Yosef disappears on him. I mean... Uh, it, that is, that life is always going to have difficulties. 
the trick what Hashem told us, bring me into your life and I'll help you cope with it. is a bracha to tell you, I am with you, dear. This is the challenge. Life was not made to be easy. See, what we, we, we always think to ourselves, life is supposed to be extremely easy. Every shit, like I always tell, the shidduch should go easy, the panasha should go easy, and I should never have a headache, and, I, and, and you know, never aggravation with the children, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's our fantasy. No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I wonder what's going to go wrong. There are people, unfortunately, always, uh, I've heard from people who live through Trump, always wake up and say, what shoe is going to fall now off? Most people don't walk around it. But the reality is life is extremely challenging. That's what we're here for. But Hashem said to Yanka Vini, bring me into your life. And that takes the enormous pain and challenge away. That's the test. Because in, in our eyes, the Shemitah should have been, a, a, a lover should never be able to trick Yankovina, not making work 14 years. He worked 14 years to get his wives. It, it is amazing. To me, it's just amazing. How, how, but Yaakov knew once it happened, Rashi says that the second seven years, he was just as devoted as the first seven years. What does that mean? First seven years, I was in love with her. I am to work hard. This is going to be my wife. Second seven years, he knew he cheated this out of me, took advantage of me. I mean, he made sure that I stepped with Leia, got her pregnant, and then not, didn't let, you know, I can't kick her out. So he says, if you want both, you need another seven years. Such a tzaddik love him. Another seven years, if you want. So we'd have said the second second years, okay, I really didn't want to do it. You know, I'm gonna cut corners here, cut corners. Hey, he tricked me into this. Yanke Vavini was devoted hundred percent. Because if I decide to keep Leia, then it's my decision to work another seven years. I said in Shul this week that it's amazing. People have always asked me this question. When when should I get divorced? This question comes to me, unfortunately, a lot of times. How bad should the marriage be? You know, you know if this, I, I, I point out over here, Yanke Vavini did not want to throw out Leia. He, didn't, he wasn't even married to her. It's not even a divorce over here. He wasn't married to her. You know, the Kedushin was not a good Kedushin. The ceremony they had out to remake. The Rishonim said that to redo the whole ceremony. He wasn't that. Uh, imagine, imagine today's days, you make a ceremony and they put someone else a color. <laughs> I mean, of course it's nothing. It's, it's, the whole thing is a joke. You have to make a new, a new Kedushan, a new Ksubit, says on the Rishonim. <laughs> so why didn't he throw it away? It wasn't even his wife. If it's the mother of my child, I'm not going to throw it away. This is the mother of my child. So you see how much the Torah didn't want to break up the marriage when there's children involved. There wouldn't have been a child. It's a whole different story. There's a mother, there's a child over here that has to be raised. How can I do it? So Yaakovini says, I'm going to have to work seven more years for that sake. And I don't need that. That if I agree the seven years, I have to be devoted to this lady like she would have been my wife. 
See, that's why Leia could not believe it that he loves her that much. The Rechaim Kudish explains, it says, you know, she called the Shimon, Kishuma Hashem, Kisniyo Noichi. I'm not love, I'm hated. So the Rechaim Kudish has two pshat. One pshat means, you know, when you have children, you notice if one child feels you favor the other one, you say, Ma, you don't like me. You hate me. Because the other sibling, my brother, my sister, you uh, were nicer. So she felt that, you know, he was nicer to Rochel, not so nice to her, sort of to say, I'm not loved. Others learned, it was like, I came through the back door. I was pushed in through the back door. I mean, how could he love me? She, you know, she can imagine, you know, I me. Mean, you know, it's just, I wasn't, we didn't date. He got stuck with me. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's when you hear these horror stories where it, when a guy and a boy gets together and she becomes pregnant and then the people encourage him to get married, often it doesn't last because he never, you know, wasn't a... So it, she, that's how she looked at it. But the truth is, Yaakov Abin was such a tzaddik, I decided to keep it, you are going to be my wife. You know what? It's amazing. Let me tell you what's amazing. The amazing, amazing thing is Leia had... Six of the Shvatim. Rochel was the Keresabai, the main wife, only had two. She had six. Not only she had six, she had the cream of the crop. She had Ruvam was the Bukhar. Levi came out, Kahuna, Mosherbeni, the Leviyah. Yehuda came out, Malchis, which is Dovid, Shloima, Mashiach. Yisocha came out, Toira. Zulamna, the supporters of Toira. She got the cream of the crop. And to add salt to the wound, who is buried in Moris Amachpela? Leah. She wasn't his wife. She got pushed in through the back door. What happened over here? You know what happened? The Zoya says, I'm going to tell you, and I'm frightening Zoya. The Zoya says the reason this happened, because she never stopped davening. Never. Leah felt the underdog. As you call names, the second fiddle. She felt, you know, I am the, I, I'm number one. I barely made it through the door. And she always looked at it, you know, like, uh, you know, why is he keeping me? She knew. He wanted to throw me out. Why is he keeping me? Because I became pregnant. No, no. What, what type of a shidduch is that already? What type of a marriage is that going to be? I'm marrying you not because I want you really. I'm marrying you because you became pregnant. Okay, I'll treat you like a wife. She never, the Zoe says, never stop davening. Because she never stopped davening. She was Zoe to have the Rochel, which the Rochel, the other way around, felt he worked seven years to get me. I have to daven? My husband, seven years of labor just to get hold of me. She must have felt like a million dollars. Yes. Well, the next week, there was one week apart. Leah got married. Both wives together. No. Uh, most uh, uh, commentaries explain Shua means a week, not seven years. Mala Shua Zeus, fill up this week. Because the Shleta Sheva Bruch is finished, and the next week we'll start a new marriage. So you have both wives together, one week apart. So, but the question really comes back now 
you know, this was, you know, an average person, this would have been such pain. You know, you know, you, you know what I find in life? That when people are cheated out, that's more painful than the money. Like I was sitting at a dentator, and uh, it, it, you know, they both are extremely wealthy. But he was so angry, it wasn't the $7,000, the $8,000. How you cheated me out of the $8,000? It was the way he did it. I mean, he did it, if it's true, his side of the story. But if it's his side of the story, the guy pulled the bull over him. He was, people are sometimes, not sometimes the money so much, as the way the guy did it to him. Promised him, delivered the goods, a whole story. But the point was, the, the, you know, okay, I have to, Hashem tells me, if Hashem would have told me you got to marry these two sisters, okay. But it wasn't done this way. It was done in a very painful, humiliating way. As I said, the Medrash says, Yankovini gets up in the morning and the whole town is laughing. You know why? The Medrash explains what he did. Lavan said to his people, we got to keep Yaakov here. Since he's here, we have a lot of water. So we got to trick him here. So he said, we're going to tell, we're going to dim the lights at the chuppah. No lights. And he's going to ask, he said, everyone should say, that's Dominic. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I've been hanging out longer. Dominic in here is, there's no lights at the chuppah. And a bunch of things, you know, how he, he got the whole community. And in the morning, he was, uh, the whole town was laughing. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable painful. This is what Hashem told Yaakovini. I am with you. This is the pain we have to go through life, but I'm with you there. You're not alone. When, when people go through painful things in life, it's the being alone that makes it worse. There's no one there for me, no one caring for me. Just knowing, That is the most, if you could remember these words in your life, your life is going to be so much easier. No, you're not going to hit the jackpot. No, we're not going to hit the jackpot every time we, we, when new things come alive. But what it does, we're not alone. John Cavini had a lot of problems. And it was exactly bashed, each one. Each one had to be exact. Why? The, the Zoyan and the Rizal have such deep, deep, deep Kabbalistic explanations about Rochon Leia. Unbelievable, deep, 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 which is beyond some of the things which we can we, we barely understand anything. What represented Rochon Leia? Why it had to be this way? Deep, deep. But this is how it had to be. That's the ticking from the Chetu, the Marishan, the whole, whole long, long thing. But this is the ticking that had to be. You know, he may he helps he makes it happen. It Rochel Leah had to be Yaakov's wives. And he had to have the children from these two wives. But we would have would have wanted to be in a very romantic way. Hashem says, No, you have to go through this pain in order to acquire these two ladies for your wives. That Shem and Hashem made it happen. And no one was able to take Rochel away, no one was able to take Leah away. And they were his wives. 
And there would, so what Hashem makes sure it happens, but it has to happen, unfortunately, or sometimes these things, the challenges happen, they're painful. That's Hashem there doing it for us this way. Hard. Well, the Medrash, it's not a contradiction, and the Medrash does say he was punished for saying that. Medrash says he lost, he lived only 147 years, he should live like his father, and he lost all those years because he quetched. But, you see, but again, what I'm really trying to focus is that the, the blessing that Hashem gives to us that is with us doesn't mean everything is going to go easy. But the blessing is that if things happen, he's going to be there, make sure it happens exactly the right way and the right moment and the right time. And we have to daven. Look what Leah did. And look what this week's Pasha, Yaakov. Yaakov is meeting Esau, and Esau is coming with 400 men. And Yaakov, and he says, you promised to watch me. And Hashem says, yes. And I will watch you. And Yaakov subdued it, same thing, subdued it, Esau, and got him, you know, to calm down. Esau came with 400 men, not, not to have a hug and a kiss. He came with 400 men to wipe them all out. And all of a sudden, Yaakov, the fill of Yankov and the gifts of Yankov, and what he, what he did, he took out all the anger out of Esau. And this is what Hashem, you know, this is exactly how Hashem, you know, wants us to run our life. But see, the most important thing what we see in the Pasha is that the Bunshim tells us, bring me into your life. And that demands davening. Davening makes us aware of God. It's very, very important because we don't walk around thinking about Hashem. No, we don't. We walk around thinking about ourselves. We woke up this morning thinking about ourselves. We need to relieve ourselves. We need to shower. We need to do this. We need to do that. And we don't wake up. Wow! I'm alive. The, the Almighty gave me back life. We become self-centered. That's that's normal. Not that's the normal human being. Normal human being is busy with themselves. A healthier person knows that I can't be only myself, I can't be narcissistic, I have to be there for others and have a good relationship and to get along with people. But the bottom line, it's you. I once told a young man, he wasn't so young, he's already almost 30 years old, I gotta find someone, he tells me, gotta find someone to love. I said, did you hear what you just said? Now most people get married, they need someone they could love. It's not you're gonna love your wife because she's, uh, so get married, what's your problem? See, we have a need to have someone to love. But it's our need. Who needs it? It's a, it's a man's need to have a wife to take care of. And it's a wife's need. She needs to, loves the idea to have a man that she could take care of. But it's the needs that come from us. And we have to, from time to time, just break through that and say, wait a minute, Hashem is here. He's the one who made me. I'm living his life. It puts things in perspective much, much better when you get overwhelmed. Bottom line is, 
99% of the things that happen to us, most often we have no choice. No one, you know, as I said, no one chooses, you know, his health and how healthy, and I'm not talking people abuse their health, but just even you just, you know, would you get sick, not get sick? Or would you get the flu, not get the flu? You could do everything, but you might get the flu and might get sick. Many, many things is just how tall you are, how short you are, how strong you are, how emotionally strong, how weak you are. Everything is exactly where Hashem made you. It's not we went and we started to choose, I want this eyes and that head and that emotional strength. And I always tell people, none of us chose our parents. Didn't send us to the supermarket, choose your father, choose your mother, choose your sibling, choose the neighborhood. We were given our parents. Also, it's very interesting, very, very important to remember, for many people have this misunderstanding. You have to do your hishtadlis. You know, Hashem tells Yaakov Avini, I'm with you, and I'm going to watch you. You know, a other person would have thought, okay, now I could go back to Esau and say, okay, Esau, let's see what you're going to do to me. Hashem <laughs> just told me, he joined my ranks. I just got a big, uh, you know, super fighter in my, uh, in my arms. You know? He didn't go back. He did what's normal. He knew Esau is furious. And the normal thing is to keep running. Stay away till he calms down. And he came back. He sent Malachim to appease him. What am I afraid? Coming back? Let's see what he's going to do to me. I have a guarantee of Hashem. It doesn't work that way. We have to live with reality. We have to do our shtadlis. Yaakovini did hit his shtadlis. He davened, sent the gift. You can't just say, it's going to fall through the chimney. You know what I mean? The money. You know what I mean? It's going to just come. Or this is going to come. I'm going to get healed. I once had a guy who uh, refused to go to a doctor. He said, my tillum. I says, your tillum is very, very, very nice. But you need a doctor. You know what I mean? You need, uh, I once had a very intelligent guy, and I was sometimes speaking in the rehab center from time to time, and he was a very, really intelligent guy. He was caught up in drugs, he was addicted, and he tells me, Rabbi, maybe I should read the Tanya, and I, it's going to heal me. I said to him, I want to ask you, if you broke your leg, are you going to read Tanya all day long, you think your leg is going to heal? I don't think so. I don't think, I think you need to go to the doctor, put a cast on it. And if someone tells you to, you know, and he, then he's, uh, we have to do the normal shtadlis. Normal shtadlis is, you ha emotionally, something is not well, that's where you got addicted. You got to learn, you know, whatever they teach you to help you heal yourself. You got to do the normal thing. Yaakov Avini came and he was looking for a wife. He didn't think, you know, I'll stay in my room. I'll go to Lavan, I'll hang out someplace, and somehow, somewhere, a lady's gonna knock on the door and say, I wanna marry you. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to go look for a wife, you have to go look for a panasa. Gotta do 
but what's normal? The Rishpon Ishtam is there with you. There's no question here. No, I'm there with you. But you got to do the Ishtadlis. And, and the truth is, as I began, this is very challenging. Challenging is because as we began, we, we, uh, we only focus on our own needs. We don't know, focus in Hashem. That's why it's so important, extremely important, that a person should, you know, every day talk to Hashem, you know, think about the greatness of Hashem, and realize here I am in this world. We have zero control of, of the most important things in life. I always tell to myself that we will one day expire, all of us. We don't know the day of our expiration, how and when. The most important thing in life, we have no idea. It's totally in the hands of Hashem. We have zero. We have wishful thinking. A lot of wishful thinking. We have a wishful thinking. We grow old and healthy and run around at age of 90 like a chicken. You know, that's just wishful thinking. We don't know. We don't know nothing. We are in the hands of Hashem. But we don't think about it this way. That's why we need to take time and to talk to Hashem, make God a reality. See, what the Bashem taught us, and Tanya and Rav Nachman, all Chassidish Yisvarim, one very important lesson. Remember the Rebani Shloilam, it's, it's a famous thing, the Bashem says, Noichi Haster Aster Penechu. They said, the Bashem said, that there's a hidden, is also hidden. It's a very simple marshal. The Bashem gave a marshal, always brought down. A man is sick. A person is sick, but he has symptoms. It's great, the symptoms show. You can seek help. Often you hear there is no symptoms. Certain cancer, you know, there's absolutely no symptoms. And when they find it, it is too late. That's Hester betoch Hester. That means when the person is sick and the symptoms, great. So now you can seek um, <coughs> a doctor to get yourself. But very often the Rebbe takes the symptom. It's Hester. Before Mashiach come, there'll be such a Hester. We not even realize we're far from Hashem. Now we're going to think, <laughs> I'm very close to Hashem, not realizing how removed we are. So Hashem says, there's always remember, there's a noichi Hashem alekecho. The word noichi refers to noichi Hashem alekecho. Always remember that God is with us. Once you tell yourself, in the darkness that I am, Hashem is there, the darkness falls away. Whenever you go through a tough time in life, just close your eyes. Hashem is right there with me. In my misery. In my, in my anger, in my misery, in my disappointments, in my hurt. Hashem is right there. That takes off the darkness. That's what Yaakov Avini, it's very interesting. Yaakov Avini made Marav. Yaakov Avini was the one who was Masaka Marav. Marav represents the darkness. It gets dark. We have, all of us have darkness in life. Certain days we feel great animated, full of life, full of zest. Certain days, it's no one's fault but our own. So we love to blame people around us, but truly, it's on our own Mishigasen that was such a darkness comes over us, such a down comes over us, such a rebellious mood comes over us. 
They have to remember that's the cycle of life. And Yaakov Vini told us, in the darkness of darkness, Hashem is there. And when it's Marim, which is dark, you can find Hashem. Yaakov Vini represents that. Yaakov Vini was the one who suffered the most from the others. He was on the run. And we will read the past years, what he went through. You know, now he's meeting Yosef this week's Esau. And Esau's coming with an army. And then his daughter gets raped. And then Yosef disappears on him. It's just frightening what Yaakov Vini went through. But what Yaakov represents, that Abba says to him, I am with you in all the dark times. That's what you got to tell ourselves. No matter what happens to you, Hashem is there with you. See, the trick is also, not only when you're down, you should seek Hashem. You know, often, unfortunately, I always say, you know, in Beverly Hills, I was told there's only one church. I was, many years ago, I was driving down. <clears throat> I had to get an emergency passport for my, for my daughter. She was then six months old. Wife was gone. This goes back 17 years ago already. And I was driving a, a very bad neighborhood. I forgot where in the Mexican neighborhood. I said to myself, sounds like Borough Park. Every corner, there's a shtibel there. There's a church there. I, uh, what am I seeing here? I realize, it's a poor neighborhood, so there's a lot of uh, storefronts, uh, place of worship. When there's poverty, then the people run to the God. When is, everything is going good, then we forget about Hashem. The trick is when, when a day is great, and things are going great for you now, things are very peaceful, also to remember that Hashem is there. That's the trick of life, to, have, to be aware. And I want to tell you something, this is the hardest thing of Yiddishkeit. It's not keeping Rebbein Tam's film or putting, keeping all the chumas of Pesach. You know, people keep all the chumas of Pesach and people keep many, 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 many chumras. Many do great things for Yiddishkeit. But to have a personal relationship with Hashem, that is very hard for many people. Just to say that, you know, I always joke about it. You ask a guy, from guy, how's the relationship with God? And he looks at you. Uh, what are you? Are you about shuva? Are you uh, flaky? Are you both? Are you shleimikalbos a talmud? What is this all about? See, that's so. I, I even hear people, young people, talking. How's your shleimikalbos going? I've heard people talk about it. Things are better by you, but they're not so much ashamed. And they could talk, ask each other. I heard a young couple, a young man, asking his friend, "Things are better with you, wife." Ask a guy, how's your relationship with Hashem? He'll look at you, what's with you? Something wrong with you? That's very hard for us. We don't feel comfortable. But that is what Yiddishkeit is about. To be, have a relationship. And even more, we should not only... But not only have a great relationship with Hashem, that's very so important, is even to be grateful that we are chosen by the Almighty. We're worshiping Him. Very often I think to myself, you know, with all of my struggles and pains, there's a reason I, I am worshiping the Almighty. Lots of people walk around in this globe not knowing we're coming or going. And then they got to convince themselves to have a good life. 
They had a lot of, you know, chont, and they had a lot of, uh, you know, barbecues, and... Uh, because you got, you, you got to convince yourself your life was great. With all the chant. I mean, you can't think that your whole life was... The truth is, it's meaningless if you're that close to Hashem. So I want to encourage you all, my favorite, uh, famous encourage, first to take time for yourself. You know, we are <coughs> one of the great things we are blessed with, we have time. We do have a lot of time for ourselves. People don't have to work from daybreak to turn. And just take time and sit down, you and Hashem, and don't listen to the cell phone, turn it off. Talk to the Rebbein Shleilam. And tell him I would like to get close to you. Tell him your problems. Tell him that you would like to bring happiness into your life. And second, smile. You know, today is going to be a day of our life. With your smile, without your smile. Remember, the sun is going to set the same time if you smile, you don't smile. Why don't we make this Sunday a great day? You know who makes the great day today? Yourself. You know, there's two, I was once at a wedding, and there was a guy there who was in a lot of emotional pain. But he had to be at the wedding, I think it was his uh, 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 brother-in-law making it. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, this guy sitting there with enormous pain. Probably he's even angry that his brother-in-law is making a wedding because uh, he was going through a divorce. Other people are just full of happiness. Other people are jealous, maybe. You know, the people come, but they're jealous that he cannot can afford. Everyone is at the wedding, but they have different feelings. I think about this is the same way with our life. Today is another day of our life. You could make today an enjoyable day. And I, I know we all have problems today. Believe me, I have my problems too. But I could make it an enjoyable day. I have a lot of things to take care of today, but I'm going to make sure to smile when I do it. Or we could decide to quetch today and to be unhappy. It's our decision. And the you know what's amazing? Hashem says, if you're going to be happy, I'll pay you double. I'm going to double your salary. Isn't that amazing? Not only does Hashem say, it's a good idea to be happy. I beg you be happy. And if you're going to be happy, your schar is going to be unbelievable. You know why? It's difficult to be happy. Remember, anything that you resist is a mitzvah. Depression and anger, no one has to resist. It just shoots right underneath you. You don't even realize you're angry and depressed and quetchy and critical. Happiness takes time and takes effort to be happy. Takes effort to be positive. Takes effort to be complimentary, not to criticize. It takes anything that's difficult is a great mitzvah. You know, Avram Avini, the famous Vatim Dachsidish Swaram, Avram Avini was going to the Kedah. So the famous question was Hashem told him, do not murder. Then Hashem tells you, I want you to shecht Yitzchak. And then Hashem told them, from Yitzchak you're going to become a nation. How do you know which one is the right thing to do? Do you know why he knew what the right thing was to do? He saw when he was going to try to shech Yitzchak, the Yitzchak didn't let him. Boy, did it give him a hard time. Chazal said, 
he, he came dressed up and tried to persuade him not to do it, and he made the river big, he almost drowned him. Avram says, that's the mitzvah. That I know is the mitzvah. It goes hard, then you know it's a mitzvah. As I joke with me people, these unfortunate, <clears throat> you know, it comes to the, the playing ball, or watching, going to a football game, or going to a baseball game, they're not late. But davening, we're late. Come late a half hour here, we cut the beginning, we cut the end. Imagine you're going to a baseball game, you come one inning late, and you leave one inning early. I can't imagine that. It's only if you're going on a date, you're not going for the game. But davening, we cut here, we cut there. It's the, because anything good, it takes, it takes discipline. Okay, have a great week.